0: Welcome to episode seven of Cannibalizing the Canon. This episode about Ancestry Variants. I am Glaive slash Danny slash whatever the heck you want to call me, and I'm joined by
1: V slash fella slash rin slash Who up. <laughs> uh
0: hell yeah, how are you, V?
1: I'm okay, how are you?
0: I'm here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I am present. You are allowed to to say talk about Dungeons and Dragons.
1: You are allowed to say that you are having a bad day. That is allowed. Yeah,
0: but it's but that's not what we're here to talk about. Talk to your feelings, friends. Legit.
1: Open and honest conversations about mental health, normalize it. But also, we're here to do a podcast. So,
0: yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Literally, have the tagline for this episode being "No such thing as an absolute." The episode.
1: Seriously, <laughs> we need to get that on a T-shirt, like, stat.
0: Yeah, I've had a certain friend tell me I should get it tattooed. I was like, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, just have to get a good design. But, uh, but for those of you who aren't aware which is probably very little, but we're going to talk about anyway. Uh, Quite recently, Wizards of the Coast went from calling races in their games races to ancestries due to the fact that the term race has a lot of uh, association with colonialism and conquering and all that stuff.
1: All that shit that... White people have been doing for centuries, and definitely shouldn't have done.
0: Yep. Uh, So, ancestry is the word that we tend to use. Occasionally, we use race just so people know what we're talking about, (laughs) but uh, it it works.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't wipe out like forty plus years of of you know using a specific term uh, in a night.
0: There's also the whole aspect of language as a living breathing thing that will change and some words will lose or gain different meanings speaking of gaining and losing meanings (laughs) let's just talk about some specific ancestry shall we Uh, let's go yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna hit off the bat here just to get to the point of what i mean by ancestry variants so let's talk about half elves. For a hot second.
1: Oh, we straight in with the half elves. Let's go. Yeah,
0: because half elves are the easiest ones.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's true.
0: It's easy to point it out and be like, Yeah, hey, isn't it weird how, like, when I say half-elf, almost everyone thinks, Oh, yeah, no, an elf who has an elven parent and a human parent. It's like, well, but why though?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm... the The term half-elf doesn't mean half-human. It means half-elf. The like other the half I- can be whatever you like.
2: I like the
0: idea of, like, there being humans walking around in a, in a setting, kind of like, yeah, I'm half-human. It's like, okay, what's, might, your, what's your other half? <laughs> I might start
1: doing that. It's like, yeah, I'm half-human. <laughs> and also half-human. Both halves are human. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to set up the tension. Yep.
0: <laughs> Both halves are human. <laughs> But from different humans, though, just to be clear. Yeah,
1: just to be clear, different humans. It's not weird.
0: And that's, like, even just looking at the fact that people assume that the half is human variety. It's also interesting that the elven part is also assumed to be, like, this generic elf. There's not, like, a distinction as much. There are some rules in it. I I know that, like, you can have variants with what elves and such.
1: It's definitely the perception that it's very much your stereotypical elf with a capital E you know long flowing blonde hair yeah. haughty attitude.
0: Legolas walking around and being all like I can see well <laughs>
1: <laughs> That is that is a direct quote from Lord of the Rings ladies yeah. and gentlemen uh, I can <laughs> see well
0: <laughs> I can see well
1: Yo Legolas what can you see with your eyes that can see really well <laughs>
0: I can see well. (laughs) Do you think we can drink from it, Legolas?
1: I mean, I can see well. I can't taste well. (laughs) You're you're asking the wrong elf on this situation.
0: Uh, But there's so many other elves that you could draw upon. I had a game at one point uh, where we had a half-elf player whose elven half was a varial, which is the winged variety of elf. And so flavor-wise...
1: So, so they had wings?
0: They had vestigial wings. Ooh. So they had little tiny wings on their back.
2: <laughs> little baby wings.
0: <laughs> little baby wings. Uh, and this was a point of contention in this setting because the avarial elves were a very mysterious... Uh, group who not many people knew anything about oh good and lots of people wanted to know stuff about them so this person who didn't also know enough this person also didn't know anything (laughs) you know off you know the the usual i don't know my father tragic Mm -hmm. backstory of, of a d d player character
1: that kind of <laughs> cast out from that side of the family mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with them. doesn't know anything about them yep yep that old so, chestnut
0: that old chestnut and it's that kind of chestnut which lets you just go crazy with what you can do with ancestries and that's precisely what we're here to talk about uh the half of is only just just the beginning of this at the end of the day no matter what you do with ancestries it's as long as it's flavor, you can just go nuts. As long as you talk to your DM, uh, I can't think of any reason why a DM would have a problem with you going nuts for flavor, as long as it fits the tone of the story, for li- sure. li- li- within reason, yeah, and and it doesn't go against anything else in their setting. Like I know certain dungeon masters will be like, uh, elves in this setting, all elves, no matter the subrace, do not uh intermingle with other ancestries so the half elves just aren't a thing that could be a thing in your dm's setting and that like i'm not i'm not gonna critique your your dm that could be really interesting potentially
1: (laughs) yeah i mean depending on 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 the why and how of it all you know it could be a very interesting plot point you know Kind of delving into essentially fantasy racism and exploring those sorts of themes in a in a safe setting is not a terrible idea
0: could have um, The whole thing about half elves doing how are existing and their existence is something integral to the plot
1: true that true that um <laughs> The, yeah, having a conversation with your DM and saying, this is what I want to do, and does that fit in the world? In general, like even without kind of like the the, the ancestry variants that we're talking about today, always a good idea. Yep. Um, for example, I have a world setting in which there are very few orcs and half orcs. And uh, I've had a, cu- a couple of players um, roll up. Half foot characters, and that has been uh, a whole conversation with a capital C because that's now a whole part of the world that's unlocked, and I have to talk about it. And (laughs) whilst it's it's fantastic and it's led to some amazing story moments, like it was very much something I had to consider because of what I had set up. So if your DM is like hesitating or saying no, there might be a reason for that, and you should probably like. Check in with them and make sure that that that's that's cool before you go. Actually, yeah, I want to do this, and I'm pissed he said no. (laughs) So
0: yeah, at the end of the day, a good dungeon master just wants you to have fun, true that, and potentially tell a good story.
1: (laughs) Definitely.
0: Uh, Hopefully, anyway, the you know different DMs, different strokes. When having a conversation with your Diamond master about Ancestries, this can lead to some really fun and interesting things. Like uh, I tend to have a lot of the information about Ancestries work around the player. So if a player comes up to me and says, I want to play a Furbolg, then I'm happy to have a conversation with them. you are like, okay, so I haven't put much thought into furbolgs in this setting. Let's talk about them and figure them out. What are they like? Where do they live? How are they? And even if I did have an idea as to where, where the fur fit in, what I would still do is explain this to the player. Say this is the, the fur bulks in my setting live in treetops like Ewoks and 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 hunt stormtroopers. <laughs> but that isn't what you have to do. Because it's, it's it's the the unofficial official catchphrase of this podcast. There's no such thing as an absolute.
1: Really? I, I that's the first time I'm hearing this. Whoa. Whoa. Brand new information.
0: Any ancestor you come <laughs> up with can be unique in its own self due to the fact that they live somewhere else apart from all the other people. If you look at it
1: yeah, if you look at it just on the most basic terms, uh humans. Yep. We come in so many different flavors.
0: Where? Where? So
1: many different flavors. We are
0: very similar to each other, and yet.
2: <laughs>
1: and yet, so completely different. Like, even on a micro level, like, if you think, like, back to, and this is thinking a way back for me, but if you think back to school, you had people who were into certain things and people who were into other things. Like, it, even on that level, there are people who are so completely different to one another that you're just like, wait, what? huh (laughs) so so what why would it be any different for any other race why would it be any any different for for elves why would it be any different for orcs why would it be any different for fur These ones live in a tree cool these ones don't awesome great for them these ones have built a spaceship and are colonizing (laughs) mars all right i want to know where they got the tools from but good on them
0: now i want to do that but anyway right (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I don't want Starbox
1: oh. in space.
0: Where's my notebook? I'll write it down later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that also brings me nicely to uh alignment. Who that alignment Who
1: that <laughs> we, we don't I, deal with them. Here. I like
0: I like the idea of doing like the nineteen the fifties infomercial thing like alignment and how you shouldn't use it. elements all well and good for you as a player character if you want to have it it's a good shorthand for who you are as a player and how you act for ancestry so i disagree with wizards of the coast and i'm pretty sure they're backtracking at this point due to tasha's and also by the way check out tasha's culture of everything if you want proper actual rules on how to customize your origin
1: um, could I just interject here with with a little snippet from Tasha's because I have it open in front yep.
0: of me? Yep.
2: Cool. Um,
1: so basically, uh, Tasha's uh, a, a great handbook, by the way. 100% great handbook. Not only rewriting the rules on, on Ancestries, but just some absolutely brilliant additions. A proper version of Artificers um, and just some great silk glass stuff. Love Lots it. Lots
0: of fun things as well.
1: And I will say, uh, very obviously written by a woman Mm. and i love it i just it's just chef's kiss so good hands down probably one of my favorite books from recent years anyway completely unrelated to what i was going on to say um when you look at, at your um your your origin as they have termed it in this book um you you know from the player's handbook that for example dwarves get a constitution increase because stereotypically dwarf heroes in D&D are very tough this increase doesn't apply to every dwarf just to the adventurers and it exists to reinforce an archetype but spoiler alert not everyone wants to play an archetype and that's <laughs> okay now we're okay with that says wizards <laughs> The reinforcement is appropriate if you want to lean into it, but it's unhelpful if your character doesn't conform to this archetype. If you'd like your character to follow their own path, hell yeah, let's go, you can ignore your ability score increase trait and assign ability score increases tailored to your character. So if you want a dwarf who is more like Varric Tethras than anyone from Lord of the Rings, you put that ability score increase into charisma and you go to fucking town, baby, because we are here for it and it's all good. We're allowing it now, even though we've always said and they have always said this. The rules are just guidelines, anyway. Yep. We're just saying that the things that you guys have been doing for years is now okay with us. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. Um,
2: it's more yeah. of a guideline.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I will say, like in the disclaimers in in the front of the player's handbook, it does say that. It's like mm-hmm. these are these are not hard and fast rules that you need to follow. Like your 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 experience may vary quite literally, and that's cool. But now it's even cooler because they're they're kind of going with the zeitgeist, and that's good. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Um, what I was gonna say was with, with the alignment thing uh, specifically because I wanted you all to focus on that for a second. Uh, it makes no sense. It's dumb. It makes zero sense.
1: It's dumb and stupid, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. In fact, we'll have a whole podcast on why oh, it's dumb
0: and stupid. Definitely. But, like, friends, imagine for a second. You had never played any RPG before in your life. And wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm going to have to cast my mind way back to uh, okay. this one. Yep. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Five. Five, yep. I have a sandwich. Whoa. A bike. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Okay, I'm in
0: the right humans. mindset. Sandwich in a bike. Okay, and you pick up a player's handbook. This Brand book's new heavy. spanking wow. new player's handbook, and you go to the page about humans. I
1: got, I got jam on the book. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay.
0: That's, it's 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 about worn now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go to the, to the human page, okay. and you. Look at the part where it says the humans' alignment. Imagine if that alignment just said straight evil. They're just evil. They're just super, super evil, and no one can be anything but that.
1: Huh? That seems very strange because I'm a human in real life, and I'm not evil. Yeah. Huh? That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> I feel That's like... weird. But also, honestly, uh, <laughs> if I ever got my hands on a player's handbook, I would totally rewrite that to say that because humans are the scum of the earth, let's lesbian. <laughs> Anyway. Look, I know I see your point. We've got I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm there with your point. I'm just I'm making yeah. some scathing political commentary whilst cool, I'm there. So, cool.
0: uh, but yeah, no, so alignment is so stupid. You shouldn't, like, in my opinion, you should just ignore it entirely, no matter what ancestry, race, whatever you look at. Uh, if it says, oh, furbugs are traditionally, uh, forest-dwelling creatures who are a good aligned, Like, no, 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 have an evil furbolg. Have a fucking diabolical furbolg, because that sounds fun as heck. Uh, Furbolgs would be frightening if they were evil. They can go invisible on Could demand. Can you
1: imagine, like, underestimating a furbolg, and then, like, it comes back, and that not only does it bite you in the ass, but all your friends die because of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, I'm here for
0: it. They're like the definition of mother nature getting revenge. Yes, yeah, 100%. It's, it's terrifying.
1: Mother Nature's foot soldiers. Let's go. Uh, okay,
0: for- and is also it is also the position of this podcast that drow are not evil. Uh- <laughs> oh <boy. Anyway. laughs> uh, and, no. I know we've said it before, but I, we're- and I will
1: say it again. Here's okay. Here's the thing. Here's the the, the big takeaway about alignment and um, ancestry.
2: Morality
1: mm-hmm. isn't genetic. Yep. That's it that's end of end of story period seal it sign it send it off we're done that's it you can't inherit genetically you can't inherit evilness it's a construct we made up it's not in the data there's no like there's no like dna structure that says oh this is the gene for being a dick like (laughs) that's not it that's not how it works you know it's a learned behavior like you're more likely to have that from your upbringing, but that's a whole different thing.
0: And and we're not saying you can't have evil races. We are saying you can't have an entire race of evil things. <laughs>
1: yeah, having ha- saying that, this one race is exclusively either good or bad. No, that no, that's dumb. Get the fuck out of here. Like it's not a genetic thing that is passed on through through your through your ancestry it's uh, it's a, like if the culture is that's different
2: mm-hmm. because
1: that's again nurture over nature, but you don't you know you don't genetically become evil that's it <laughs> that's it. end of story like I'm just going to keep repeating myself that's it
2: yeah
0: exactly uh, the ever interesting thing about it is that uh I've lost my point <laughs>
1: Sorry, I was too busy repeating the same point over and over and over.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I regret nothing. I'm right.
0: <laughs> you you are right. You are absolutely right. Um you, oh, I, I got my point back. Yeah. So hey. this isn't even this isn't an argument of realism either. Right? We're not like saying your games aren't real enough, guys. How dare you have a race of people that are entirely evil? No, 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 no. This is an argument of storytelling as well. This yep. is an argument of good. Three-dimensional characters that have the potential to both be incredibly evil and incredibly good. To quote good omens, (laughs) throughout history, uh, actions haven't been done because humans are necessarily evil or necessarily good, but because they've been necessarily human. (laughs) It's ineffable. It's ineffable. That should be something that carries through to all other ancestries because it just makes sense. If that wasn't the case, then you might as well say that those ancestries do not have free will, are under the control of deities, and no player should be able to play those races because they don't have the capability of change, which is stupid. (laughs)
1: I'm so, I just, mm, we need to move on before I start. We do, we do. Raging.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in pursuit of talking about making ancestries more interesting, as well as having their alignment just go throughout the entire spectrum, we can also talk about their mix of origins. Because throughout the player's handbook, you have ancestries like half-elves, half-orcs, tieflings, and such, and this all implies that there is, well, we're not going to use the word genetic, but at least there's a, there's a inheritance of traits that is mixed between all the races in the book.
1: I don't keep biological, maybe not genetic.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, for example, let's talk about tieflings.
1: Let's talk about tieflings, because I got some hot takes on
0: these. Let's talk about tieflings, because again, same thing with all these races, it's like it's the laziest option of like, yeah, they're 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 human, but like, there's so many other options, though. (laughs)
1: So Okay, so so according to Wizards, um, tieflings aren't actually technically, to, to use the old term, a race. They yeah. are born into a family of regular folks, read humans, <laughs> and uh, usually because of either a curse on the bloodline or somewhere in your history someone shagged a demon, or you know, some hinky business went on. <laughs> and someone
0: somewhere shagged a demon.
1: Yeah, basically that's how it works, right? That's totally how it w- works, right? Wizards.
0: Oh god. Right? <laughs> right?
1: Wizards, right? That's that's what you said, right? That's what you said. I mean, to be fair,
0: that's old editions. That's not 5th uh, edition.
1: Uh, Isn't it?
0: No, 5th edition goes against that entirely. Oh, okay. <laughs> to give them the benefits of the doubt.
1: Yes, but I I thought it was implied, to be honest. <laughs>
0: uh, in 5th edition, the lore right now is a human made a deal at some point with infernal powers and um, then has made their bloodline.
1: Um, How is that not? the same thing
0: yeah it's more (laughs) of like there's less implied shiny.
1: Subtext, danny subtext (laughs)
0: okay sure
1: (laughs) i read and write fan fiction i know what subtext is
0: (laughs) but anyway
1: (laughs) anyway point being they're like oh well humans went and did this thing and now you have a demon baby and it's like well well hold up because that means that if a tiefling goes and has a baby, it's not necessarily gonna be a tiefling baby, which makes me kinda of sad.
2: <laughs> sure.
1: So let's make tiefling its whole its whole own ancestry for a hot second.
0: Which it is for all intents and purposes already. Yeah. Lore wise uh, we're arguing for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, straight up. Um in my world setting it is. It is you you there are tieflings. They're still very rare, but that's because of lore reasons they're locked on a different plane and their mm. babies get dropped off like cuckoo eggs but that's you know that's just a whole different situation
2: <laughs>
1: but
0: there's a, a whole different section of the
2: lore
1: that's a whole different yeah that's that's like chapter 4 rather than <laughs> chapter <laughs> 1 but but like they're still you know they're still a, a completely separate ancestry they're not just born into human families
2: mm-hmm. or
1: even other families like they should be because why on earth is it just humans making deals with, with demons?
0: If for we anything are not there's the sole
1: proprietors of making dumbass decisions.
0: We literally have yeah, no, we definitely not. Um... shouldn't <laughs> be.
1: We definitely shouldn't be, jeez Louise.
0: There's in universe lore that says like, I mean, orcus is a thing.
1: <laughs> oh that guy.
0: Yeah, that guy. That
1: friendly pal.
0: He's a thing. Why aren't there orc tieflings? <laughs> Why aren't there, like, dwarf tieflings or, or elf tieflings? It, it,
1: it's, a, it's not that hard, guys. <laughs> Do you think there are dwarf tieflings, but everyone thinks they're just baby tieflings?
0: I don't know. Maybe. Because they're short. <laughs> it's a sh- I imagine it, dwarf it, tieflings have, like, glorious it, 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 beards.
1: It's a it's a height joke.
0: I know. It's a height joke. <laughs> <be>. uh, <laughs> uh,
1: oh, no. That wasn't for your benefit. That was for the benefit of my very short friend who's going to kill me for including that in the podcast. <laughs> Oh lord! It's fine. He's behind on the podcast, so he's not going to hear this for a few weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, some other races to consider that aren't those uh, go- goblins. Having goblinoid tieflings sounds fascinating uh, and chaotic.
1: <laughs> Very chaotic. I feel like they'd like they'd probably be like the the most likely to injure themselves. Yeah, on themselves. Definitely.
0: <laughs> And again, this is not us being hypocrites. You can have goblins that are good too, guys.
1: 100 percent, hundred percent. Um, I quite like the idea of like um a, a kenku tiefling, like a bird with horns. Even
0: like both well, Eric Cochran and 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 Kenku would be fascinating because you have that. Venn diagram of, do they have bird wings or do they have demonic wings?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, yeah. I hadn't even considered the wings.
0: Do they have two sets of wings?
1: Huh? huh. No, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many wings. I mean, even, think about you, the coordination involved with two sets of wings. Jeez Louise.
0: When you consider tieflings by themselves, there's a, ma- a lot of variants about them just Given to you from the get go. I know in the book it says that there's varying shades of red, but I feel like as a community we've gone past that.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. We all kind of went nah. We want we want to we want to explore the
0: entire palette. Though. There's certain things that that the, the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons community is like nah. You're wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, we we decided not. <laughs> we decided we didn't want that bit. So, so
0: like tieflings having multiple shades of color um dragonborn having tails
1: <laughs> yeah dragonborn having tails was a was a wild one um
0: because it's just assumed up until the fact that someone was <laughs> like wait they don't have tails Like, what do you mean they don't have tails they're dragons
1: <laughs> know, right it's just like um excuse you excuse you do
0: they not have tails and having that being uh a cultural thing is interesting.
1: Having oh. dragonborn
0: that don't have tails and dragonborns that do have tails and they hate each other? Like, for
1: sure. okay. Just like, oh, okay. Hmm, okay. This is interesting. This is the haves and have nots. And I'm here for it.
0: I know. And even, oh, Jesus. Can you imagine a tiefling dragonborn?
1: A, well, a A dragonborn that looks more like a dragon, to be honest.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I'm here for it. Like, for all... Like for everyone else, it looks, they look like a dragonborn. But to dragonborn, it's like, no, no, see the fact that their horns are much larger, uh, their scales are, are sharper, and, and they seem to have a look in their eye that makes you pee yourself. Yeah, no, that's a tiefling. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh, it, this also opens up to, to uh, having fun with the visuals. Like I said before, tieflings can have lots of interesting details that are unique to them. For example, they can have hooves if they wanted.
1: Oh, dragons with hooves? Yeah. Well, then we're <laughs> kind of getting into like like half dragon, half like, I'm thinking pan, like, mm-hmm. you know, mythological imagery here.
0: This is what I'm arguing for. I want the, the, the interesting and crazy designs that people can come up with by just smashing things together. Uh and I don't mean that sexually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're into, sure. But consent always <laughs> check with your DM first.
0: Always talk to your DM, no matter <laughs> everything we say today. Talk to your dungeon master.
1: Yeah, don't uh, go to your. That, also, don't go to your dungeon master and be like, "I heard a podcast, and they said that Dragonborn should have sex with tieflings. Like that. That's not. That's not the te- the hard take you should be taking from this podcast. Okay. Also,
0: if you are a dungeon master that your player has come to and said they got their information from this here place, email us at cannibalismthecannon at gmail.com and we'll be sure to to discuss with you. (laughs) We the are we here for, for,
1: yeah, for any ramifications or consequences that may come our way for, for these for these ideas that we're having. We could
0: have a whole episode about it. That, that's a cannibal review waiting to happen. Yeah, all,
1: all of our all of our ideas went into the world, and look what happened. We
0: addressed the complaints.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like at the end of the day, a, a very important thing is that you, guys, you can play anything. You don't necessarily even have to play something that's in the book. As That's long as true. you talk to your DM.
1: Like there is a there is already a, a huge wealth of uh, homemade and homebrewed content of various races and um, ancestries and classes and stuff that people have already put the effort into and made for you. Yep. And on top of that, if it's not out there, you could probably make it.
0: Yep. Well, your DM could make it. Do not make it by yourself.
1: Uh, like, <laughs> well, depending on your experience. I mean, like, if you're a branding player, then maybe, maybe not. But if you know vaguely what you're doing, then... Yeah, then... but
0: I've had players come up to be to me and say, like, yeah, I didn't like this feature in the class, so I changed it. And I'm like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> 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 Wait a second.
1: I stress you if you know what you're doing.
0: <laughs> and there are, guides,
1: there are even guys on that. That that can help you with that. Like, um, I have a a a, a spreadsheet that helps me when I'm building like um ancestries uh, and and origins. It helps me work out if it's overpowered or underpowered. Ah, huh. um, which is which is brilliant. Um,
0: we should include spoiler, that in the show notes.
1: Spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, they're always a little bit overpowered because of course, of course, but. <clears throat> At least I know they're of <laughs> Um
0: Like, when I say you can play anything, this is something that's been a thing since the get-go. Like, I have a quote here from Gary Gygax uh, from 1974, saying that there's no reason that players cannot be allowed to play as virtually anything, provided they begin relatively weak and work up to the top, i.e. a player wishing to be a dragon would have to begin as, let us say, a young one, and progress upwards in the usual manner. Steps being predetermined by the campaign referee, which that's apparently what they,
1: is. That's what they used to call Dungeon Masters back in the day.
0: <laughs> Good old campaign referees. Oh, referee. I,
1: you know what? Next time I'm playing a game, I, I'm just going to bust out the red card and the yellow card and be like, get off the pitch! How dare you!
0: Oh man. I. Oh man. Doing something like Blood Bowl in a D&D game would be fun. <sighs>
1: Oh, no, please don't make me do Blood Bowl again.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Be that's a, that's a story backstory. for another time.
1: That's a story for another time. Um, But, yeah, basically, you know, you heard it from, from the man himself, the 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 good The good Gygax.
0: The good Gygax. The good Any Gygax. Gygax is inferior and should quit and, and give up and go away. For sure. <laughs> Except for... Um, uh, if your name is Guy I don't mean you.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless you
0: unless you own a company called TSR we, <laughs> recently. We,
1: we all know, okay. We all know, <laughs> right? We're all on the same page on this one, okay, good. Um, but yeah, the 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 whole idea is, it is a fantasy role playing game, so the sky's the limit in terms of what you want to be.
0: As long as you ask and talk to your DM.
1: Slash campaign referee, <laughs> slash disaster tour guide.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old disaster tour guide.
1: Okay, so let's talk about Asmar.
0: Yes, Asmar, the other side of the tiefling coin. Uh, you have tieflings being from the depths of hell with demonic forces influencing them and changing their form. And you go, Asmar. Being of the higher planes and celestials and angels and all that jazz.
1: And and where do you normally find them? It's... Wizards? Where do you normally <laughs> find them, wizards? <laughs> it's nonsense is what it is. It's absolute nonsense. Because why not have an asimar who is also a water genasi? Let's have some angelic happenings going on under the water. Let's go. I'm here for it
0: we're We're all after the aesthetic here, guys. Just just go crazy. The,
1: this is it like th- this is what it boils down to, okay, and it's cliche, and I don't care if your character looks good, that's all we care about. <laughs> <laughs> get that aesthetic, but it should be no, it should be something that you that you want, like you shouldn't feel like, oh, I want to play a dwarf, but that means I have to look a certain way, I have to act a certain way, I have to be a certain way. You don't have to lean into these archetypes, is what we're I would also
0: say that sometimes you might hit a wall, like we said before, where your dungeon master has a specific idea as to how some things work in their setting. And again, I know I sound like a broken record, but that just requires a conversation because you don't know what interesting things can happen if you work with your dungeon master. And figure out how exactly, like, why do those restrictions exist, and how can you make something that incorporates that into their into your character? Because uh, that can go into super interesting places. If like, because at the end of the day, D D is a collaborative storytelling game. Exactly,
1: and part of that big, big part of that collaboration is sitting down. And talking about it. <laughs> Communicate with your DM guys. Have
0: we have we drilled that in Yes.
1: Never. <laughs> this is the thing that we're going to drill in every single episode.
0: Talk. It's Talk just going like to be like one do. episode. that's just us saying that over and over again for an hour. Honestly,
1: <laughs> I could see us doing that.
0: <laughs> Aye, ay, ay. Uh But uh, ASMR are just as crazy as tieflings when it comes to variety. I've seen some art that I really loved of like taking the idea of the more crazier of angel designs, you know, the biblical angels, the rings and, and the many wings and the many eyes mm-hmm. and having that be features of the asthma because that's, that's interesting.
1: Okay. 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 <laughs> Take that image, the multiple eyes, the multiple ri- wings, the, the rings around the head, all of that. Now imagine it's a cobalt. I want one I want one
0: I have seen many things (laughs) I have seen the depths of the universe I'm just
1: saying I have stared
0: at the void and the void stared back
1: (laughs) and the void blinked first so I won ha saying it should you know this 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 is a thing you should not be limited to oh it's humanoid like let's go kobold asimar i'm here for it bugbear asimar like let's get some of those monstrosities with a little celestial help like
0: i really love the idea of uh, i had this with one of my players quite recently in fact where um they were playing a barbarian they were playing a, a goblin and and when they rage, they'd literally hulk out. And instead of being a goblin sized goblin, they would increase size into uh, like a Goliath sized individual.
1: That's terrifying, and I love it.
0: It's great. And the reason why that made me, what the Asmar thing made me think of that is that imagine having. Because the Asmar have a feature that lets them grow wings and have a flying speed and and put out uh, like celestial things in some capacity. It depends on. Which of the types you choose depends Uh, on
1: your flavor of Asimov.
0: Yeah, but you could have that as part of your Asimov, where as you activate that ability, you change your visual details. Uh, You could be a a, an Asimov gnome who looks just like a gnome. Maybe they have unusual hair color, or maybe, for example, uh, in my a lot of my settings, I love the idea that Asimov are iridescent, shiny. Uh, Very shiny people. Uh, But then when they activate disability, then you can have the crazy stuff happen uh, that makes it harder to fit into society, like (laughs) the many eyes and the many wings and and the echoey voices and all that jazz. Uh, As long as it's all flavor, I don't see any wrong with that. And I feel like, you know, DMs, that's fun. Follow rule zero.
1: (laughs) Fun. That's it. That's rule zero. Fun.
0: Fun. Fun.
1: But yeah, I yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't see why I don't I, I genuinely don't see why like certain ancestries have been limited to to one race. And out of all the races, why the fuck was it humans? Was it just because humans are so boring that they needed something to spice it up? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Answered. Done. I mean Sign it, seal it, let's go. Say, but, but, but,
0: let's talk about like so, with both Tieflings and asthma, like you said, they're according to wizards, they're not actual ancestries. But even like, let's ignore the fact for a second that both of these types of of individuals can occur from a you know a, a, a non Asmar or Tiefling origin. Uh, you could even use that. If you take us on our multiple ancestry route here, and you can use that as part of your world building uh, as like a a cultural significant thing. Like, why are tieflings bad? Obviously, they're connected to fiends and infernal things. But why is that the case in your say? Because you could change tieflings specifically because there's nothing about tieflings that have to be evil.
1: You could say the you know, because they have these physiological differences, like because they have the horns or because they have the hooves, you know, in certain cultures in your world, because they look like they're closer to nature, they are revered mm-hmm. as being, you know, you know, much closer to, to Mother Gaia or, you know, being kind of like her chosen children.
0: You could literally have wood elf tieflings have that, as their thing like you can recognize wood elf tieflings because they literally grow antlers yep.
1: <laughs> and that's that's the other great thing about about you know mixing your ancestral traits with something that's not human is that you can flavor that to to be very specific to the other flavor
2: mm-hmm.
1: so you could have a tiefling uh, a, a wood elf tiefling with antlers you could have uh a, a sea a elf teeling yeah. Oh, yeah like yeah, with, yeah. with coral kind of horns yeah. slash antlers slash you know like have a whole fucking coral bed on their head. Let's go for it, you know. Like is it's... that a starfish on your head? Yeah he lives there now. His name's Patrick <laughs> Um
0: His name is Patrick.
1: <laughs> no, this is Patrick. Um but you can have it you know, just because they're a Tiefling, it doesn't mean it doesn't fit the aesthetic of the culture or the aesthetic of what you view the ancestry to be. Exactly. In fact, the, exactly the opposite. Flavor that. Flavor. Season it like salt bay. Come on. <laughs> Get creative with this. It's 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 an, a game set entirely in your imagination. Why wouldn't you go hog wild?
0: Uh, same with uh, Ganassi. With the elemental things. Ganassi, for those of you who don't know, are uh, jinn-based people. They're very elemental. They're based around earth, fire, water, and air. And those alone, that's enough for you to have fun
2: with.
1: For sure. Um, I have a player who is playing a fire, Ganassi, whose um, uh, hair is uh, the color of like uh, hot lava. And it, and it, like, f- like the when it moves, it fluctuates like lava does. <laughs> it's flavor. Like, his hair's not actually lava. That would be crazy. But it looks like it is because it's a great visual. Although, try and find someone who can commission you art of that. Cheeks of the That's a whole different thing.
0: The trials we must face.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: uh, Well, uh, and again, with all of these, the the lore is what you make it. Like, you can come up with your own stuff and it's bound to be interesting by virtue of it being unique.
1: Also, hot tip, okay? Secret thing that most DMs won't tell you, but is actually 100% accurate. If you go to your DM and you say, hey, I've got this idea for a character and as a consequence, I've got this whole chunk of lore about the ancestry and 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 you know what all of it means and how that fits in and all this kind of stuff and and that is that cool is that okay with you your team will chop your fucking hand off by like literally snatching it out of your hand because that's free stuff that they don't have to make on their own stuff that you're going to be invested in because you created it hello give us that please we're so tired Please don't make us do extra work. Please come to us and say, "Hey, I want to help you with this because this is my character and I'm invested in, in helping you create this experience with me. Yeah.
0: But, also, but also if you so have a, if you have a DM that doesn't do that and then says like, no, nah, it's just not part of my story like yeah, well, of course, he's not or I'm sorry, I don't mean to assume, but <laughs> they're not gonna, they're not gonna like they're not really in the mindset to, 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 to tell your story
1: yeah the, the thing is it's not their story it's a group
0: story. everyone's yeah it's a group it's Elaborates
1: a collaborative storytelling storytelling yeah. that's the other tagline of our, our podcast um and if they're not gonna work with you to help realize your character like like we say there might be reasons for it and you can have that conversation, but if they're just flat out like, no, that doesn't that doesn't fit for my narrative, no, nope, bit them off, bye. <laughs> I'm not here for it. We don't have time for it. But also, if you're like less story intensive, that's okay, and you're equally valid, and we love you.
2: Yeah. So
0: exactly. Uh, there's also the fact that whatever limitations uh, they might have in their story. It, like you, that there is no reason why you cannot present some other interesting ideas that either complement that or even make an exception for it. Because,
1: Never underestimate the power of an exception. Yeah, if it weren't for an exception to the rule, the world would not have Drisdowen.
2: If there
0: was not if, if there's no such thing as an exception to the rule, the, the world wouldn't exist. <laughs>
1: Oh, right yeah i guess in the grand scheme of things yeah i just wanted to mention Driz. yeah this
0: that's fair cool. drizz is great love Driz. uh speaking of drow
1: hey my favorite
0: drow are great they're fantastic we so elf elven variants is is great you got many many different types of elves why the hell do is there loads of ties of elves but there's only one kind of orc
2: <laughs>
1: right <laughs> there should be, and this, and I, to be honest, this is the same for most of the races. Like, I know there are different kinds of um, dwarves. Dwarves. There are different kinds of halflings. There are different kinds of gnomes. But there's like three of each. Yep. And yet we've got like what seven, eight different kinds of elves.
0: What? What is? What is? How many dwarves are there? I'm pretty sure there's only two. There's, there's hill.
1: No. Three. There's
0: mountain and there's durgar
1: Yeah, that's so it. So
0: you, you got big lump of dirt bigger lump of dirt <laughs> and underneath the dirt, <laughs> like, come, on,
1: dirt guys.
0: <laughs> come on you can do better than that <laughs> uh, just yeah, to-
1: and then and then there's the elves and we're like oh we got like 20 flavors what do you want cheese and onion elf salt and vinegar elf let's go
0: like, you can even mix some of these by using the other Ancestry. So, for example, you could have different kinds of dwarfs based around the different types of Ganassi. So you can have fire dwarfs. You can have air dwarfs.
1: I'm now thinking of a dwarf avatar, and I'm here for it. Let's I'm thinking go.
0: of, like, the the air dwarfs in my head right now, I'm just making it up, is like a very steampunk, artificer-heavy setting. Uh, they live in the skies, and it's just a bunch of dwarves with like those traditional old school pilot goggles and hats.
1: Do you um do you do you think the that they're they're flying around in zeppelins and they're yes. powered by dust?
0: No, they don't. Can they're I... not powered by dust. No, 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 no. That's a different setting entirely. <laughs> <laughs> As for then they ever have that like so so fire dwarves could be something like they live in volcanoes. They 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 ha- are expert in forging things even better than the other ancestries of Dwarf. Uh, They have resistance to the heat potentially. It's it's all good stuff.
1: But yeah, there's absolutely no reason why you can't essentially mix and match.
0: Yeah. Have have fun, guys.
1: That's the whole point of this. Literally, (laughs) the whole point is to have fun. If you're not having fun, then you're not at the right
0: table. Let's for... Yes, if you're not having fun at the table... Uh, not fun Dungeons and Dragons isn't better than no Dungeons and Dragons.
1: It really isn't. And like a lot of people will stay at a bad table because they don't want to not play. But there is nothing more disheartening and depressing than being at the wrong table. Yeah. There is nothing, there is literally nothing worse than a bad game. Like it is just, it is physically, emotionally draining to be in a game that you are not enjoying and you owe it yourself to get the heck out of dodge and look after yourself and and work on finding something better
0: yeah and there's loads of of tables out there hundreds for sure thousands
1: <laughs> literally thousands
0: uh and if you can't find one make one be a dm we need more dms it's
1: Please take the pressure off us. Please, become a DM. It's, oh God, I'm so
0: tired. It's not as hard so as you tired. think it is. Everyone should DM. Yeah, it's not even that hard, honestly.
1: It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. So everyone who's ever been a DM will tell you exactly the same story of how they got started, which is that my friends wanted to play and we didn't have a DM, so I did it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No experience, no planning, didn't know what I was doing. I and just yet. went for it, and now it's five years later. <laughs> That's how it works, guys. You just got to do it.
2: Yeah, we're
0: so getting back to uh ancestries for a second.
1: Oh, um, you mean we have to be on
2: topic? <laughs> I
0: know it's just ridiculous. Let's talk about Goliaths again, tall boys, tall boys. But why do we only have one type of tall boy? This is like there's two facets here of all of these. So you've got the why is there only one of these? Why can't there be more? And then the other half is why don't we mix them up with other things? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Because, you know, humans... I know in in our reality, humans being the only sapient creatures around will just mix and match with with themselves. But we're all human, so it's fine. That's how it's supposed to work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, if we, you know the unfortunate tragedy of reality is that we don't have elves and dwarves and orcs. We used to have
0: the Anderfalls and all sorts of things. And in the genetic record, we did intermingle with them.
1: Exactly. And that's the, you know, and that's how we improved ourselves, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess right. that, that's it. So uh, I guess the lesson here is the, the, uh, to throw yourself into the gene pool and see what comes out, because it's so probably take, better than what you originally had.
0: Well, what I want to say about Goliath specifically is because they're giant kin. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you, Mr. or Mrs. or whatever, or in between DM, look at the the giant types. Look at hill giant. Look at storm giant. Look at cloud giant. Not storm and cloud, the same thing. <laughs> But you get what I mean. Uh I feel like yeah. You get what we're putting down here. If you're if you're not you, you've no chance. <laughs> uh and something else just randomly that popped in my head when we talk talking about the, the human genetic thing. Uh V, do you know why humans uh got so smart?
1: Because we made a deal with a demon.
0: <laughs> Not
1: no. quite. No, 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 uh, no. Please tell me.
0: We had a mutation in our in our jaws. In our jaws. In our jaws. Yep. Uh, uh, at least that's the story I've been told, and that's the story I like telling. Um, okay, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure uh, one of my parents will correct me on this one because they're good with the biology and the sciences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so, but continue.
0: The story goes that. Back when we were but, you know, uh, apes, because that's how evolution works. Uh, Back when, you know, back all those millennia ago when we had that common ancestor with the apes. uh, We had that mutation in our jaw that made our jaw weaker than everyone else's. So all of a sudden, we weren't able to defend ourselves as well as all the other apes. So that caused—that's one of the factors, apparently, that made us start to use tools instead because we didn't even have the jaw strength to open things like everyone else did. Yikes! So we just used this sharp stick and and other things to get it done instead, and that quickly dominoed to where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we can't bite as hard as they can.
1: <laughs> that's um, honestly, that kind of tracks for us. <laughs> like, oh damn, we can't do this thing that well. All right.
0: Fuck it. <laughs> we're we're going to use this pointy thing on this thing, and we're going to see where it goes. But that kind of thing you could play with in your uh, campaign as well. When True. I, when I, in, in my world building, I like to just borrow from biology, in case that wasn't obvious. <laughs> uh, just the fact that all life on Earth it can be traced back to the same source.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything. Every single thing in existence. So w- isn't it interesting if you did that with all life in a D&D setting? Yeah. You could have elves have a common ancestor with humans, which is why they can intermingle with each other. Maybe that's the case for all of them. Maybe not. That's up to you. Your mileage may vary.
2: For sure. Uh, for sure.
0: I know for a, fact that in what like, yeah in my campaign i know for a fact it's shut up Danny. Um, i know that uh, at one point dragonborn in one of my campaigns had a much more communal based society they didn't mm-hmm. have anything like traditional family units they considered the entire tribe to be a family unit yeah so when they they uh, if you've seen John Carter of Mars, which I'm sure I'll do uh, a DM Canon episode on at some point, because there's some good stuff in there. They just had a pile of eggs, <laughs> and you didn't really have specific parents because everyone was your parent. You didn't yeah. know who your specific parent was, but it didn't matter.
1: <laughs> I think I had something similar in a, yeah. not not in my world setting, but in a game that I I played. Uh, and. I was playing a Dragonborn, and she had an egg mother and a arms mother and mm-hmm. a something else mother. like like you had you had people specifically who looked after you through either certain aspects of your life or particular things that you did, but they were all your mothers, like they yeah. were all like the ones that you know, that raised you because it was a collaborative effort basically
0: yeah, it's it's taking the idiom of it takes a village and running away with it wildly.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. (laughs) But it's that sort of thing that'd be interesting. I I also like... So I've done that with with monster races as well. Uh, Due to the fact that magic is a factor in these these settings as well. You can have stuff like... So the Owlbear in normal D&D lore was created by wizards in order to defend themselves, and they just... Got loose and <laughs> populated themselves. You wouldn't it be fun as well to have owl bears that just come about naturally due to rampant arcanic energy that just exists in the world? Have or have magic be like radiation? Mm-hmm.
1: I actually have um. Uh, well, I've stolen an idea that I found online for uh, something similar to an owl
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um It's I uh, basically you are walking through the forest. And you hear someone uh, shouting for help and you, you know, you kind of investigate, you get closer and you can hear them shouting for help again. And then you come face to face with this.
0: Shia um, Buff. Huge. Yes, Shia
1: no. Um <laughs> No, this huge beast, like it's like this, the body of a bear, but it's black and white and the head of a bird, but it's like multicolored with a curved beak. It's a panda parrot. <laughs> Oh, and it and it can mimic, and that's what you heard. And now you have to fight it.
0: Hand power. reminds Hand me, spoilers for the film Annihilation, spoilers. but there's, there's like a there's like a horrifying, decaying bear creature that can mimic voices as well, Who? and it's terrifying. <laughs> I'm, <perfect. laughs> if I'm you want to Freak out your players. Uh, certain ancestries definitely uh bring a problem. Uh, how you mixed, like a lot of what I am designating as the monstrosity ones, uh, which includes, but it's not limited to, uh, the, the bird ones like Kenku and Cochran's Centaurs, Loxodons, uh, Tabaxi and Leonin, Minotaurs, Satyrs, and Lokafa. Lokafa's are fun. They're just You know, here's a fish. You want to play a fish? There you go. Perfect.
1: <laughs> you want me yeah. a fish? Done. Boom.
0: centaurs are the ones specifically that come to mind i'm like what, what 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 do you do like you
1: how do you wear clothes yeah i have questions and i don't want to google the answers
0: and there's a lot of issues that you just just hit when you're playing a centaur like oh we have to climb a ladder ah
1: We're going to sit in this inn. All right, how do I do that? Like how do, how do chairs work for me? Do I just chill out in the stable?
0: Which is why if you're playing a centaur, it's important to talk to your dungeon master.
1: <laughs> figure figure out if there's like <sighs> centaur chairs <laughs> available or we whether centaur
0: like, accessibility, Yeah. equal centaur rights. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like just just have that conversation, please. Don't have that conversation with us because I will not give you sensible answers because it makes no sense to me.
0: Have the conversation with me. Uh, t- tweet me at uh, Glavefruster <laughs> on Twitter and I'll come up with some weird stuff. Uh, for example, I like the idea that centaurs as an ancestry might have, like, be a result of that similar magic radiation I was talking about before. Uh, and uh, you, you remember the centaurs from Hercules, the animated film, the Disney animated film? Yeah. They're a lot bigger and buffer. They're like, oh, what's the name of the horses, horse breed that are like super large? Um, something Shire, Shire Horses, wasn't it? Big boys. They're called Shire Horses. Hang on.
1: I think they're Shire Horses. I call them big boys. Is I also bright? call them. I also call them fucking terrifying.
0: It just occurred to me, it's very ironic that we call the massive horse the Shire horses, and the thing I think about Shire are hobbits. (laughs) Yeah, it is Shire horses, by the way. Uh, In terms of variety, you could have those different kinds of horses. Uh, You could have a Shire centaur, and that's like a Goliath centaur-type figure. Uh, you could have a a halfling centaur, and that could be more of like a pony-sized individual.
1: All I can think of is that pony from that one advert, and now I'm like, yep, yeah, that's definitely a halfling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what advert you're speaking of, but I'm agreeing with you.
1: <laughs> there was an advert where they had a, a, a tiny little pony moonwalking.
0: Uh, to, oh, I wait. Think, yeah. I think I might have seen this, yeah. You could have zebra centaurs zebra zebra. it doesn't matter uh you could have rhino centaurs because rhinos fun fact that's where the idea of the unicorn comes from people went over to africa and recorded these sightings of horned horses and they come back and describe them
1: so what you're saying is unicorns are real
0: yeah they're 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 rhinos. rhinos and rhinos do indeed belong to the same class of family of horses
1: that's fantastic
0: Oh, man having a having that like ha- i don't know how you would do that visually but maybe similar to how they do rhino and the spider-man comics where you have the horns come from your forehead instead mm-hmm. that, that'd be an idea that'd be a very interesting idea you could even talk to your dm about uh taking i believe the minotaurs have like uh minotaurs or satyrs have like a uh what you call it uh, ram ability, yeah, and it makes sense, yeah. Uh, whatever uh, so you could also potentially delve into pegasi and unicorns, but again, that might not fit in <laughs> with, Is that. With...
1: Is that a centaur and, an, and a avario?
0: That is probably precisely what it is, <laughs> and I suppose like a nightmare. A nightmare for those of you who don't know is like an opposite of uh, Pegasus. It's like an evil horse. Uh, Let's
1: be real. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily evil, like we said earlier. It's just goth a- aesthetic. That's what it is. It's
0: Goth aesthetic, sure. Uh, which actually makes me come to mind. So here's here's something that we haven't discussed before that I'm going to just drop on V right now. Where Uh-oh. do you where do you stand on on? So we know like. Sorry, my brain is going ahead of itself. We know that ancestries, for the sake of having free will, cannot have specific alignment designations, yeah? But, uh-huh. what, but what about celestial and infernal forces? Like demons, devils, angels, the actual big, big things.
1: I think... I think... <laughs> You have put me on the spot on this one i have i apologize um, uh i think I think i have to i have to say the same thing I think uh, you you can't necessarily state that something is definitively good or evil because it's a concept we made up it's just true, like there's you know you can have a divine or celestial being who is good, and you can have a divine celestial being who is evil. we have evil gods. In this setting, we know Mm -hmm. about these gods. Like, Therefore, you cannot necessarily say that because something is from a celestial plane or is an angel, it is therefore inherently, naturally, good aligned.
0: You could also argue that, and I think you've said this before... That it is predominantly culture based. It's very cultural. That hell is a terrible, horrible place to live. Hundred
1: percent, a hundred percent. Like there are there are differing accounts of 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 the concept of, and this is this is kind of going away from from D and D and more into kind of the the more realistic world. Um, but there are various different um, uh, accounts of an afterlife and whether that. You know there is a place for people who are good and there is a place for people who are bad and they're you know they're called heaven and hell and all that kind of stuff um but it is all entirely you know stories and and accounts and things um because obviously we don't know, yep you know we have no way of knowing um and we you know, and even those accounts vary from from culture to culture. There are places that describe hell as just a place, not necessarily this fire and brimstone culture that mm-hmm. that we kind of like predominantly think of when we think the of we, it. But it's just like a a, we a, a, take essentially for a waiting room that
0: that is the default.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's 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 real interesting, and these are the kind of things that you can talk to UDM about. <laughs> I also think that when it comes to the difference between demons and devils specifically, traditionally speaking in, in a D&D lore aspect, it makes sense to have demons be this wild, feral, bestial thing. But also, if you have that, you could treat that more as like, they don't choose to be evil, because, for example, tigers aren't evil, they're ferocious. And kill you, but they're not evil. They're they're just doing what they do.
1: Yeah, I think there's a there's a there's a difference between what we have designated to be evil and something that just is very base in its nature. Like it is, it is very much like a. This is a thing that like it doesn't necessarily have the. I don't want to say intelligence, but like that that higher thinking. we have. It might just be this is this like is my brain, says, my brain says survive, and this is how I do it.
2: Yeah,
0: basically. It's gonna be this is gonna be interesting to put in the description, but it's probably something along the lines of and Glaive discuss moral philosophy."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's hundred percent what the description is gonna be. Uh. <laughs> v and Glaive start off with uh, <laughs> some very silly ideas, and then devolve into uh, some some interesting moral philosophy. And then probably end up just sat in the corner going, God nothing makes sense anymore.
2: Yeah. Yay. 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 <laughs> so
1: that's just a standard conversation between me and you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 talk about let's talk about um illithids. And when I say elephants, guys Elephants. Mind flayers. <laughs> Not Elephants. Not elephants, mind players, the squid-faced individuals. Uh, again, mind players don't necessarily have to be evil. However, I like the idea, and you can steal this. You can steal everything from this. This is a pro-stealing podcast when it comes to D and D content.
1: Yeah, hold, hang on, hold hold well, yeah. well, on.
2: yeah, go ahead.
1: Let's clarify that one. We encourage. The use of ideas (laughs) and the sharing of information. We do not condone (laughs) making shit, all right?
0: We we do not condone piracy.
2: (laughs) I (laughs) need to
1: condone piracy a little bit. But only... (laughs) Look, just don't don't rob a bank. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Don't rob a bank.
0: Come on, guys. We need that money.
1: Yeah, we need that. We need that sweet cash money because we, you know, uh, we don't have a sponsor or anything. We need that money, please,
0: please. If you'd like to sponsor us, you know, capitalizing the and at um, the- oh.
1: No, no, no. If you want to sponsor us, uh, I think you need to seek therapy oh, because, really? like, hmm?
2: mm-hmm.
0: but anyway, mind flayers. <laughs> uh, I enjoy the idea that yes, you can have uh, non problematic mind flayers. However, by the very nature of them being interdimensional, you could—you don't even have to show them up. You could have them as an instant story beat if that was what you wanted in your story. But you could also just have mind flayers just exclusively be bad on account of, yeah, no, the good ones are home. <laughs> they didn't mm-hmm. pursue through the different dimensions. You could even allude to that, and that'd be fun and interesting. Uh. Because, you, you know, they're, they're very squishy and problematic ancestry on, on account of they literally put a tadpole in your brain and, and and have that tadpole eat your brain. Sorry if this is too squeamish. <laughs> but that's how they reproduce. They, they put a tadpole in your brain and then that tadpole grows, replacing your brain.
1: They are um, parasitic. Quite literally. And
0: and then that person becomes a new instance of a mind flayer. Uh, This actually has some, some of this is covered in lore in the the D&D settings as to what happens if different ancestries are affected. It's called Uh I have in my notes, B has flashbacks and cries.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We almost lost a player to it. Yay! It was uh it was a very scary very scary moment. We got him fixed and it was fine, but boy howdy, it was uh it was not a good day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh for the most part, most ancestries apparently just turn into Mind players or rarely. Ulifarids. Uh, ulifarids are like, and they're like Uliferid means like enlightened ones. So they're like uh, even more intelligent and, and more powerful forms of, of like ultimate mind flayers, basically.
1: They're uh, mind flayers, but Super Saiyan.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Every 10,000 years. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but you can have other uh, mind flayers done through seramorphosis, including Mind Witnesses, which is what happens when a tadpole is placed inside a beholder, which is terrifying.
1: Nope, yeah. nope, no, sorry, nope, nope,
0: no nope. you could have nope. brainer okay. you can have brain stealer dragons, which is what <laughs> happens with when when you mess with dragons
1: don't mess with dragons, why would you do that?
0: and then <clears throat> you could have uh like a a gnome ceramorph which is this adorable looking little mind layer, <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat>
1: No, nope, no. Nope. This okay. I'll be real. That list just got weirder and creepier the further you got along. The 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 beholder. I was freaked. The dragon being a brain stealer. I'm out. Essentially, a baby.
0: I mean, but it's a mine. It. Hang on, V. Hang on. I need to show you.
1: No, please. I don't want nightmares.
0: <laughs> Here you go. That's what the gnome Mind flare looks like. I oh, showed no. you on Discord. Be horrific. Oh. Exactly. It's adorable. It yeah, has a little and it will, yeah,
1: and it'll fuck you up. It will.
0: <laughs> it will. It will.
1: And that uh, is somehow worse than everything else. I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: I don't like it. <laughs> it looks like a little fella just because he's just gonna go around and be like, take us to your leader.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you misunderestimate him, and then suddenly you're dead, and then you're worse than dead because he turned you into a mind flayer.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I hate them. I hate them!
0: The DM you can have a lot of fun with a variety of that.
1: It's true. true. <laughs> They're a lot of fun from a DM perspective. Uh, from a player perspective. Oh no, thank you. I'm good.
0: Uh and then the last thing I'm gonna talk about, or the last two things I want to talk about, that's on my notes here, are outside influences which I touched on before, that could affect ancestries that aren't just other ancestries. And also just just class variants because depending on what class you have could affect as what you are. Uh so so for outside influences, you so aberrations. How much how much do you know about aberrations, V?
1: They're apparent.
0: They are. <laughs> you are right.
1: I'm smart. Yo. <laughs> Look, if you listen to this podcast for quality content, what the fuck are you doing here?
0: Seriously. Aberrations are the uh, they're, they're, they're the closest things you get to aliens, I think. Mind flayers are aberrations. So are, uh, I believe, unless I'm wrong, I believe uh, beholders are aberrations as well. Uh,
1: I, I think they are.
0: Let me just double check.
1: Um, also, I'm pretty sure uh, Gith are as well.
0: They are, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they Gith are aberrations. I feel like they should be. They're humanoids.
1: Oh. <laughs> I don't want them to be.
0: <laughs> I think that's perfectly reasonable. But, but focusing on aberrations, so you got all these things that are all very alien-esque and all that. You could take that. You could steal it. You could run away with it. Uh, if you wanted your ancestry, be them, dwarf, tiefling, goliath, whatever, you want them affected by aberration forces, you could have them take on some traditionally alien-like aspects, or even steal from one of the already existing aberrations, like the Beholder or the Mind Flayer. Uh, you could play a character who went through seramorphosis, but somehow... Did not go through the whole whole process. So they have they look like Dr. Zoidberg. Um, <laughs> V's just sitting there going like Danny, what are you saying? Shut up. Stop no,
1: talking. No, <laughs> V sat here like with uh, the minute anyone says Dr. Zoidberg, my brain immediately fills that in with like six Futurama quotes. Of course. So I'm just essentially doing a hard reset. <laughs> just like, no, no, stop, please. Please stop, brain.
0: <laughs> Quiet brain. Uh, you could also take stuff from like the uh, what you call it, abalifs, which are these strange, tentacly albino creatures that live in oceans that have that they they kind of look like uh, leeches, horrifyingly.
1: Yes, they are um the bane of any seafaring adventure.
0: You could even technically have a, a, a virus or disease based around the idea of aberrations, because it could be like a mutagenic thing.
1: Ooh, Yeah. Oh, that's, that's horrifying.
0: <laughs> but in a really that- interesting way. <laughs> These are the things that make my players worry about what's happening in Leon I'm
1: very I'm now suddenly very worried to be playing a game with you.
0: It's fine, it's not D D. Uh <laughs> wait till you start playing D and then you have to worry. Uh much wait,
1: time. wait, wait. Don't we have a solo thing coming up?
0: Maybe. Uh I don't know. <laughs> Another example of that is we take the monstrosity type, which has, like I said before, owlbears and rocks. I think I said in the uh, uh mantis shrimp episode that monstrosities are the kaiju type. Yes. And I'm sticking to that. Yep. That that, that, that is true. Have have some fun with kaijus, guys. That sounds fun.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: when I say have fun with kaijus, I don't mean come to your table, to your DM, without having talked to them and be like, yeah, I'm playing Godzilla. <laughs> That's not... No. Play a lizard folk side Godzilla. That's an interesting idea.
1: Ah, I'm Godzilla. Ah.
0: Baby Godzilla. Um, <laughs> son,
1: of, son of Godzilla.
0: Son
2: of Godzilla. Uh... <laughs>
0: Other things like I know we've talked a lot about aberration. Uh, we talked about tieflings and uh, Ismar. You don't even need to have those be the result of a celestial slash infernal influence. You could have not, but like you could have all of these happen to humans. Even though humans, like there's nothing wrong with humans in a and D setting. Yeah,
1: I guess in a and D setting. I thought you. You know, in, in, the, in the real world, there's a lot wrong with humans. There's a
0: lot wrong with humans, but we're dealing with it. Are we? We're trying. Uh, <laughs> but but you could have all of these things happen to humans and have a more unique human because of that. Uh, you could have the fae influence them in some capacity.
1: And that doesn't necessarily mean... Because uh, the, the most obvious fae influence would be... Uh, elves because they are from originally from the fae and yeah, the you, just, you know you have so yeah. yeah exactly but if you if you decide to go with the kind of the the spookier side i mean even thinking about what wizards have been bringing out with hexblood mm-hmm. you know you're looking at hags um which are very steeped in in fae lore <laughs> um creepy as heck um and thinking to the stuff that's in Tasha's with the Barbie
0: I really like the idea of like the gods looking down at the Feywild and looking at each other, being really confused as to how it existed. It's like, was it? Did, yeah, just,
1: did you do that?
0: No, 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 did you do that? No,
1: no. I always thought it was. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, uh, um, all right.
0: Hmm.
1: Do we just? Should we just leave it? I guess. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'll ask Dave if he had anything to do with it, but I'm pretty sure Dave didn't do this either. I got my own
0: Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Jeff.
1: Uh,
0: Another thing as well is the undead, and not necessarily like okay. You have stuff like the oh, what's it called? The one, the one name I didn't get. The
1: dampier,
0: not dampier, but we're going to talk about dampier in a sec. When you come back to life because you have unfinished business. Revenant. Revenant. There you go. Uh, the Revenant already comes packaged for like, yeah, you could be anything and be a Revenant. Because, you know, death isn't exclusive.
1: <laughs> death isn't exclusive to humans. Maybe it should be.
0: Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> but you also got Dampiers as well, which is also an interesting aspect. Uh, having a Dampier lizard folk sounds...
2: Ooh,
0: ooh. It's the same with lycanthropy as well. Like how does lycanthropy work with a dragonborn? Uh
1: I don't know, but I do have a player who is a uh were tiger and they themselves are a tiefling. Yeah. So we've been having a lot of fun with that, with the visual of how it looks. It's been a lot of fun. A bright pink tiger
0: You could even yeah, yeah. You can even have some influence through just nature itself plants um use some of those features to, to spice up your characters maybe because they're a druid maybe not because they're a druid because you don't have to be restricted to what your class is depending on what your visual is not even like like you could play a, a rogue who is like tarzan yep very easily uh which actually sounds interesting <laughs> <laughs> Another example is, you could play a druid that has, aesthetically speaking, no connection to nature whatsoever. Yep. Like a volcanic druid. Or, uh, like, there's that new, relatively new fire, um, forest fire druid, which is fascinating.
1: I've not seen that yet.
0: Yeah, it's in uh, Tashus, I believe. Ah, okay. It's it's, it's good stuff. And that, you know, I'm already talking about how, how class... Can affect you as as your ancestry, so I didn't I didn't even give myself like the transition. <laughs> Point is, guys, end of the day, fucking have fun, make stuff up, be imaginative. It's great. There are no limits except for what your DM says.
1: <laughs> there are no limits except for those ones. Um, but no, you're right. Like. For- the, th- the core thing to remember is that nothing everything is permitted nothing is true true <laughs> assassin's guild for life like uh-huh. at me um but no you can you can you can as long as you can explain why this thing exists in a coherent fashion to your dm And your DM says, yeah, sure, let's do it. You can play literally anything you want. And I'm going to undercut this with the most obvious um, example of this, which is that uh, in one of my campaigns that I play in, I am playing a bard who is an intelligence agent for his kingdom. Uh, He has been tasked with helping uh, this ragtag bunch of prisoners and it's been um, a a faithful and stalwart companion this entire time. And here's a Springer Spaniel. <laughs> I'm playing a dog, guys. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you want in D&D. It's great. It's, it's amazing. It's Cause... genuinely the just ridiculous amounts of fun. Ah. And that was because I asked. And my DM said... <laughs> Sure, I can't stop you. Uh-
0: <laughs> but yeah. yeah like uh, The last thing I want to say is a good DM will want to work with you. Exactly. Uh, and that's it's always exciting when you have players who want to put in so that you can... I was about to say so you can put out, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> you get what I mean, though.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: it's, it's great. If you if you keep your DM happy, they'll they'll keep you happy.
1: Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Also, like check in with them and, and make sure they're doing okay. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Give them a little uh, pat on the head. Tell them they're doing. Tell them they're doing a good job every so often. They appreciate that.
0: Uh. So. So yeah, I think that's that's a wrap up on episode seven. Uh, I have been Glaive slash Danny slash whatever the heck you want to call me.
1: Hey, you can find Glaive on Twitter at <laughs> Glaive Thruster,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, which is a really cool place to go and, and check out a lot of his opinions on things. Um, I have been V slash Vela slash Rin slash... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find me on uh, Twitch and on Twitter and various other places um, under, the, under the username Vela, V-E-H-L-R. Heck
0: yeah. And if you, you have know. any okay. opinions or complaints or yellings, email us at cannibalizingthecanon at gmail.com. It's spelled with a Z.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we know. We know, but just go with it.
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, uh, next
1: I, week is going to be a Cannibal Review.
0: Yes, it's probably going to be Low-Key Part 2 yes it's gonna I, be know. Like, I know i know guys i know we're gonna be like
1: yeah there's a lot to, there's a lot two to weeks unpack. behind there's <laughs> a lot to unpack and honestly like it wasn't gonna happen this week because we had a proper
2: podcast to do Yeah. So. and
0: also the fact that uh the cannibal uh, that the, the cannibal review we're probably gonna be talking about it's gonna be a spoiler heavy, so don't listen to it if you haven't watched the finale. Yeah, yeah.
2: This,
1: this way, you've got time to catch up with Loki. Um, but I, it's gonna be it's gonna be less of the the how can you incorporate this into your game, and more just us screaming at the microphone.
0: There will still be some of that, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's gonna like, be a lot of like this is what this means potentially, and here's some of the crazy stuff that could happen now.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of Glaive explaining MCU to, to everyone.
0: Yeah, well not the MCU, but like the, the, in the MU. <laughs> in general.
1: In it like like a, a lot of, of of Glaive explaining and V going, holy shit! A lot. So
0: Yeah, and if the last episode has anything to go by, I just I was right then. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm probably gonna be right again. This is what I'm taking from that.
1: Yeah, like that. That tracks. That tracks. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah. All right. But that's the episode, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Spread the word. Tell your friends, etc. Bye.
2: Bye.